And it was when I found pole that I was like, actually, like, this is where it's at. Like, I continue to do ballet, but I just knew that, like, pole was where it was at. And that I felt like all of the dance training I'd done my whole life was for that moment. Like, when I finished that first pole class, I was like, literally the whole, like, five years I trained at Laban and, like, at English National Ballet, like, was just leading up to this point so that I could be a pole dancer and so that I would have these tools. I really felt like it was meant to be. Welcome to Pull the Other One. I'm your host and bus handrail menace, Shandoxy. In this episode, I'm talking to pole dancer, model, founder of Blackstage UK, and all-round creative powerhouse, Layla Davis. Better known under her stage name, Cutie Whippingham, and who you might recognize as the face of Nike, Burberry, Savage Fenty, and British Vogue. We talk about going from training with the English National Ballet to becoming one of the most recognizable movers and shakers in the British pole dancing scene the amazing creative and community power of collaborating with other cutie pop artists, how a dancer's movement style evolves as you do, and the big changes that need to happen in the pole industry. It's an amazing conversation. I was so excited about this interview and it is an absolute delight. If you're loving this podcast and would like to help me keep making it, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash You can leave us a tip by buying the pot of coffee or you can share the love by giving us a shout out on social media. Thank you. We love it. For now, here's Layla. Hello, Layla Davis. Hi. Great to meet you. Thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. How is the post-lockdown life treating you at the moment? Are you back to teaching and performing and work as normal, whatever that means? Yeah, to be honest, I am. Um, yeah just I've been teaching a lot again like all my classes are back up and running which I love because I've missed teaching so much um (laughs) performing actually I thought that was something that would stop during lockdown and it did for a period of time but I think I got some of my best jobs actually during lockdown which is really random yeah it was really random um so yeah performing like since doing the things I did in lockdown has got even better I feel like my kind of like online presence and my work grew a lot in lockdown yeah so life is good yeah and like my other jobs like those got better as well after lockdown so yeah a lot of things improved which I enjoy I love hearing about people who had positive experiences of the apocalypse it's yeah so refreshing. <laughs> you know what at the start it was horrible like I literally was like so depressed and I had like literally the worst time and I think it's just kind of like working through that like I started therapy or well, restarted therapy and um my therapist was like so good and really like helped me to like look after myself more and then Mm. that like I think was a big part of like why I had such a good lockdown like the first few months were like ah chaos because I like to be in control of things and then after that I was like actually like this is going really well like this is what I needed wow so 
it brings me on to the next question. Are there positive things that came out of the lockdown in life or in poll that you're going to take forward as it all starts up again? Yes, definitely. Like in life, like I actually got like some quite good modeling jobs during lockdown, which was crazy. I think during lockdown was maybe when I got Vogue, Adidas and Burberry. So I was just like, this is crazy. Like it was just like the craziest thing. Like before that I'd always wanted to like do like more serious modeling but it's just like I was approached during lockdown and then that meant that I could like increase my rate when it came to modeling and things because now I have like brands I've worked with and obviously I was able to then build connections within those brands so I'm able to like converse with people that work for these like big brands and like on a semi-regular basis which is really good and that was excellent for me and also financially because like not because I also work in a restaurant as well so like not being able to be in the restaurant and I mainly work in the restaurant just because I really love that particular restaurant and I've worked there for like three and a bit years now so like when that was like closed I was like oh my god like what do I do and then like that happened and I was like yes because like I get so stressed like when I'm not working so it was nice it was really good that's great yeah that's amazing I feel like I mean I had probably the worst financial year of my life but the kind of self inventory of needing to be away from I was working in a cafe before lockdown as well and then like an office job and just needing to be pulled away from that to do some really focused self-care and also the self-talk you were mentioning on rates as well of just bumping that up and going no (laughs) I'm not doing exactly not doing good work for shit pay exactly because you want to do less so that you can have more you time but that means that you actually have to charge more so that you can do less and obviously when you know you're good and you know you're only Mm. getting better it's time to give yourself a pay rise you know how like rates go up anyway there's inflation like with inflation I need to give myself a pay rise but also with my experience when that grows that also gives me a pay rise and I decide what Mm. that pay rise is because I'm me and I'm the one that's that you're trying to hire so yes love that so let's start at the very beginning how did you start pole dancing so I actually started pole dancing when I was 19 and it was because I had just gone through like quite a difficult breakup and it's funny like looking retrospectively like oh was that difficult because I was 19 but actually to be honest it (laughs) was I'm still 26 years old I, I can say that it was very very difficult it was a hard time in my life um yeah so I was going through a difficult breakup um I was watching a documentary with my friend about these women with who were deemed to have non-conventional body types so women who were like bigger and like non-white and just like very different from what you think about when like you're shown like pole dancing nowadays which is usually like thin white women um so they were pole dancing for empowerment and they were just kind of talking about their struggles and how pole has helped them to feel more confident in their bodies and just to have more confidence moving through life in general and I was like this is amazing like I definitely want to do this so I was like yeah like sign me up so I kind of forgot about that for a week even though I was like yeah sign me up um and then I was like hang on I turned 19 I think it was like a week after my 19th birthday and I know this because I started it on the 19th of September so wow yeah oh my gosh it's it's been like I've just gone like on cycle I didn't realize it was my pole anniversary but um yeah so I started pole dancing on the 19th because I was at home I was like oh my gosh this pole thing like what, what am I doing and I literally looked up online I was being couch potato that day because it was literally in my gap year and um 
it's pole dance classes near me is what I typed in and I found one that was nowhere near me because at the time pole wasn't that popular so there was like literally one like in Sidcup which is so far away from where I live and I was like mm. you know what I'm going I'm gonna do this so I got my 60 pounds together because it was 60 pounds for a term and I went to that class that evening I got on the train to this place in the middle of nowhere got a random bus to the middle of further into nowhere and then like I, I remember going into the class and well, not into the class into the waiting room and being like this woman oh if I don't like it can I get like a refund can I get my money back because I was like well, if I don't like this what if they're like really horrible and then I have to do the whole course and then she's like uh no and I was like oh gosh it's not a good start and um, <laughs> and then I just remember like um having my first lesson and by the end I was like this is where it's at like this is my life from now on because it's amazing I did not regret that 60 pounds and I went on to spend another 60 pounds and another and another and another because I loved it so much so I started in September um, of 2014 and by August 2015 I'd taken my instructor training course to become a pole dance instructor so that when I went to uni I could continue to pole because when I became obsessed with pole at that point I actually was like oh gosh I'm obsessed with the thing now but I also still have to go to uni because I'm only doing gap year so I was like okay how am I going to continue to do pole so when I was looking around the uni stuff because I'd already decided what uni I was going to and deferred a year I was like okay where's pole classes like near this uni like what can I do and I found like various pole classes around I also found they had a pole society and I was such a weirdo I went into their Facebook group stalked the entire pole society looked through all their pictures it's like this is what I'm doing I'm joining them blah blah, blah. I know they're going to be on refreshers and freshers day so I proper <laughs> like put on my instructor hoodie on freshers day and went up to their table to their stool and I was like oh so you do pole dance you pole dancing oh yeah I'd love to join like <laughs> you went in with a game plan I did I did I was literally wearing my pole passion hoodie with instructor written on the back and I was like looking through all their things like yeah yeah I'd love to join I'd love to join <laughs> and, <laughs> not here to fuck around yeah Amazing. like I, uh, little do they know I actually stalked the whole society the whole life so, <laughs> yeah I just from the day like I started I just knew that that was what I wanted to do like it was just it got me I was like yep I'm in love like this is me it's my life did you do other kinds of dance before you got into pole dancing were you doing ballet I think I remember from your website yeah so I actually when I was 14 15 I decided you know what? I just want to dance like this is where it all started to be honest I was like I want to dance so I I typed in dance classes near me so the pattern in my life um <laughs> and found like a actually really really good institution that was so close to like where like my second home was or like my second childhood home where my mum's best friend lived and I was like oh my gosh this doesn't look like it would be in Deptford so I was just like I went and I was like this is an amazing building it's literally it's called Laban Conservatoire of Music and Dance and it's this big glass colorful building like just hidden in Deptford so I was like okay crazy and then I went there and started doing contemporary dance classes and I ended up staying there for like five years so I did like three years of just doing all of literally every single youth class they offered because at the time I was 15 so 15 to like 16 17 yeah 15 to 18 I think or like maybe it was no it's 14 to like till I was 17 did all of literally every single youth class they offered I did youth ballet I did contemporary I did every single level and I did it twice a week got involved in every dance show and I also did dance fusion so I just like loved it there and then I found that you could audition for this their professional training program and I auditioned for that for the first year and then I didn't hear anything back and I auditioned again on the second go around and then I got in I ended up being there for two years and training in choreography and like creative choreography um 
ballet and contemporary so yeah that was like my life and then when I was when I graduated from that when I was like 17 or 18 I um, started training at English National Ballet in their evening classes so I did like a intermediate and then I did advanced and then I also did another ballet class on top of that because I just had I was having a great time dancing to be honest and it was when I found Paul that I was like actually like this is where it's at like I continue to do ballet but I just knew that like pole was where it was at and that I felt like all of the dance training I'd done my whole life was for that moment like when mm. I finished that first pole class I was like literally the whole like five years I trained at Laban and like at English National Ballet like was just leading up to this point so that I could be a pole dancer and so that I would have these mm. tools I really felt like it was meant to be it seems like a really obvious question, but I want to ask it outright because I'm really interested in talking to you about how your movement style has evolved over the course of your career as a pole dancer and a dancer in general. When you found pole, even with all these tools from all of the other dance experience, did you feel like you were starting from scratch with pole or was it possible to transplant all of that stuff into a different thing? So I did feel like I was starting from scratch just because it's so different. I was so used to dancing on two feet and then to like have this thing that I meant to pull, like pull myself up on and move around like this whole thing about momentum and like force and like all of these things that like I've never done before. So it was very alien to me as someone that just dances on two feet. And also, um, I guess, so yeah, I did feel like I was starting from scratch, but also I didn't at the same time in some aspects because I do feel like I was quite physically strong from dancing all those years. So I feel like I had that there, even though mentally I felt like I was learning something completely new. And like that wasn't at the time, I didn't feel like that was helping me that much, but I definitely did because I had that kind of strength and awareness of my body and balance that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And then also like the lines and fluidity is so important in like contemporary dance. So when it came to like mm. learning moves and pole, I was able to hold them and hold the lines quite well, but I wasn't very good at kind of transitioning between the two that well or like how to connect floor work to pole like that's something I'd literally never done before at that point so yes and no so like yes because it's something so new and I feel like not every kind of person that's had my dance experience would be able to do that because it's very very different and sometimes it's not for everyone and it's not it's not that easy to pick up as well sometimes but um yeah so I feel like I did feel like I was starting from scratch but I did have kind of like this help where I was strong before but then sometimes like strong being strong can also be detrimental because it's like you can have strength in pole a lot of it but not how to know how to use it very well or very safely so it's also like having tools but retraining them which can sometimes feel harder because you can be doing something wrong continually and not really understand from the time where you started to how you dance now how has your pole dance style evolved um it's definitely I'm definitely not more confident and I think it's evolved in the sense that I'm able to transition between moves in a way that's like more beautiful stylish and creative and unexpected because before mm -hmm. it's kind of like move you do like a transition and move but now it's like I'm moving through the move to the other move but you didn't even notice I was moving through the move that much until I got to the other move you're like what how did that happen but that was so like seamless like that is like the way I feel like I move now compared to like how I moved before it's very like intentional intentional in the way I move from one thing to the other um and that's how my style has evolved I'm more confident in kind of being sexy because I I think I've 
looking back, I'd always wanted to be sexy, but I just um, didn't know how to quite get there. Um, mm. And then when I knew how to get there and I became able to like walk so confidently in my ability to be sexy and to be sensual, um, it just really changed my style. It's like, yeah, it's just like, ugh, I don't even know how to explain. It just feels so good. <laughs> it just feels so good. You know, like, I just don't even know how to explain it, but it's like moving through pole in a way that feels sexy and that also looks good is just it's like it's just so satisfying I feel like that's and do you true. find that more interesting than tricks and learning a gymnastic type thing are the transitions and the feeling of sexiness more interesting to you than learning an eagle or a spatchcock I know you can spatchcock but <laughs> you know those sort of goals um to be honest no because the tricks are so important like for me I like to have like an example of back and leg flexibility so and shoulder flexibility but so that's like an eagle basically um and also I want some tricks that are impressive so I don't want my routine to just be all sexy because that's cool but like I want it to be a bit of everything I want some people to walk away from my routine thinking like she did everything like I want to do back shoulder leg flexibility I also want tricks something that's very hard something that's very dynamic but at the same time I want every single thing to flow so beautifully that you're confused as to how I got into anything like that is the goal for me because it's like yes you can do things that are sexy the whole time but there's something that takes it just that step further and makes it just that much more impressive when you're able to do very very difficult tricks but you're able to get to them and from them seamlessly so the tricks alone mm. for me are like yes they're good but when the transitions between them are not only good but also like unique that is just like the best way like the, that's the best kind of routine for me that's the best example of like a performer or a choreographer for me because you like like in any style of dance like you can be a really like amazing ballet dancer and if you're doing like some amazing tricks but the transition between them is so good it's way better than just doing a trick and then another trick and then another trick it's just kind of like yes you can do these tricks but I've just seen you like just go from nothing or static to a trick or like something else to a trick and it's not really feeling like a flowy routine so for me like those things are equally as important with a bit more importance on the transition and the fluidity I would say like 60 40. <laughs> Can you remember a time in your training or in your development where you had a eureka moment or something where you'd noticed that your movement style had dramatically shifted? I think 2015-2016 or maybe even yeah 2015-2016 because I remember looking at video of myself like wow like that's really me like I can literally like go from a trick that's quite difficult or maybe I'll even say 2016 to 2017 2018 between those two there was like two very big eureka moments one was when I was like actually like I can move from like this static move to like this move that's like more dynamic on spinny and um it looked really smooth and like that's not something I've done mm. before but then the next eureka moment was when it looked like even smoother 2017 to 2018 but the tricks were even more difficult I got my spatchcock in 2017 to 2018 and like my cocoon but I won't even say got I tried them for the first time because I'd never tried them before and then when I did them I was like okay so like when I move from these two moves and I move through them in a way that's smooth and seamless like that's like really impressive actually and I never considered myself to be like really advanced impressive 
that much before then and then I was like actually I'm that bitch because I'm actually able to do (laughs) things I didn't even realize I had this kind of power so like here I am yes this is me like I'm actually amazing yeah that's when I clocked like yes I can do this and like I've like now become like a different pole dancer to who I was initially and I like who I am now so much more and I like where I'm going because I see what like I'm now capable of and I'm not going to stop learning so how would you describe your own style as a dancer oh so hard I like how would I describe it I would say kind of cheeky um because it's funny because like I like to really engage with the audience when I perform. I like to like smile, wink, like flirt. Like I'm very cheeky when I perform. It's a very face for me, face and Mm. attitude as well. So I'm not just giving movement and like nice lines and things like that. I'm also giving you like entertainment, which I Mm. love so much because I love being on stage. I love performing. I feel like it's something I was born to do. And um, yeah, so that's, I would just describe it as cheeky, but also flirty because I, I do move in a very sexy way but then also like I like to throw things in there that are a bit of a surprise so I feel like a spontaneous sexy flirty cheeky (laughs) amazingly strong (laughs) cell (laughs) do you feel that your movement style is balletic in any way has it still got that contemporary ballet feel through it even though you've relearned a completely different style of moving I think so yeah because when I think about like my climbs my lines my spins like I do feel like I hold a lot of like the things I was taught when I was at like Laban and English National Ballet in my head and like things I know like feel right and also like applicable to pole like that I yeah that have like roots in ballet as well I think yeah I thought I feel like it is probably quite balletic with some moves and other things it's quite like sexy and random so yeah have you found that having a stage name as a pole performer gave you space to develop that style of pole moving like is it occupying a persona that isn't Layla is that part of the performance oh that's a good question because I'm just thinking about why I changed the name because I actually changed the name because like me and my friends were on holiday and we were like, oh my gosh, like your poor name is literally like your pet name and your road name. <laughs> and I lived on Whippingham Street and my first pet was called Cutie. So I was like, yeah, I was going to change it. We all read really like, we changed our names. Like the most ridiculous <laughs> things I was like, I'm going to be Cutie Whippingham. And everyone was like creasing. My friend was like Lily Chaucer. It was like so funny. And then like people just like started referring to me as that. And all my housemates thought it was hilarious because we all lived on Whippingham Street. So they were all House of Whippingham um yeah and I just yeah I think I can't I think I was literally just like Layla or Dave Stowe or something like that before on Instagram and then I guess like it maybe did help because like now I guess I have a stage name um and it does feel like a bit more like oh sometimes I do feel like it's a bit cringe because like when I'm working sometimes then it's like oh so we're gonna keep gonna call you cutie and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah go on that's an amazing origin story. Yeah, Whippingham came from. It was literally just we all drunk in Spain, so I'm just like, oh gosh, like that people refer to me as this. I wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't my intention, but it's just funny that it's come. It's become that now. So you've worked on introducing lots of big brands to pole dancing, including Nike, Burberry, Savage, Xfenty. You've danced in music videos, and you were featured in British Vogue's Pride video. As a performer, where do you feel most at home? I feel most at home when I'm performing 
for the BPOC queer scene. So the QT BPOC mm -hmm. scene is literally my home. Like it's where I realized like who I was, like really found like my chosen family. So that's where I feel most at home. Like literally like, all my best friends are like black or POC who are like trans, queer, like non-binary. Like that's like literally my whole family. And they really like mm -hmm. get it because the scene that I'm part of or like the groups I'm part of are like all artists in their own right so it's kind of a place where we all kind of create together so like some of my friends will be DJing some of them are doing artwork and like loads of people are running like shows like one of my closest friends is like a really really amazing artist who like travels and stuff like that like her work is amazing so it's just like we are all artists in our own right and like we just come together to celebrate what each of us is doing and even though like a lot of them aren't actually doing pole it's nice to like also have art there that is mine and that they appreciate and that they see me and I feel so seen because we all kind of create together and we work together mm. as well so like when I'm performing at the queer events like one of my friends is DJing and like when I worked with Red Bull like um Babes was DJing as well so it's like a way we collaborate as well so like when I'm performing with the QTB boxing it is a collaboration and I feel so seen and like everyone in the audience like just like knowing that like we're just like the queers together and that like, we're really like having a similar experience in life is really liberating and I just feel so comfortable and so seen and that is like my favorite place to perform. It's so interesting kind of trying to work out where you feel home yeah. as a performer because um, you're looking I guess kind of for what's similar to you but then also as you were describing, people are not all pole performers, right? There's like yeah. DJs and producers and organizers. So the ways that different people complement what you're bringing. Yeah, as well. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like, I have someone like design my outfit and they're also like someone that's also part of the community. And it's just like, so good. Like we've all worked on this together. Someone's doing the music, I'm doing the pole. Someone's on the outfits, someone's doing kind of like, lighting and like vibes and making sure like every, everyone's okay and everyone feels safe and like oh, there's just like it's just unmatched in that environment in my opinion for me as a dancer and a performer who are your biggest influences oh I don't even know because the thing is like I'm quite weird like I don't really watch other people like perform I don't know because I think for me I'm like oh I don't want to like change anything because I'm influenced I like to kind of like be in my own head and like get ideas from there like sometimes I do watch people mm. occasionally but it's quite rare so I wouldn't say there's anyone whose style I'm like oh this person's style is amazing like I want to dance like them or I want to perform like them I so my biggest influences maybe are people that don't poll or maybe I'm trying to think um oh that's so hard but what an amazing response can I can I ask you even more deeply with that so of the people who don't poll musicians, filmmakers, whoever, who are those people who come into your like world as a dancer? Ooh, so like, it's about, so for example, like I do my own makeup for performances and stuff like that. And I feel like I learned a lot from Jackie Ina, who was like literally like one of my favorite like personalities online. Like she's just like, the way she walks and moves through life is amazing. And like her response to like haters and stuff like that is just like 
so inspirational so like I take a lot of inspiration from her and also like mm-hmm. when I'm providing looks and I'm providing like a wing and stuff like that I know like it's gonna look like amazing that's also part of me as a performer and then there's certain people whose outfits like are just so good like um Lady Lucy Latex and stuff like that like I take a lot of inspiration from the clothes that she makes and Iris the Spider who also makes like latex and stuff like that so it's like those are kind of like for me looks and then also like Jackie Aina for confidence and then like in terms of dancing I don't know like specifically for dancing but um, I'm sure there's someone my friends inspire me as well though people that like I learn from and work with um but yeah I guess like the look is very important for me like the look for me is like everything because I know that I've got the ability to like perform very well but like the look just like solidifies like the whole vibe and it just makes like everything that extra step further for me the look is as important as the performance because if the look is slightly off or it's kind of boring or quite basic like it's just going to take my whole performance down a notch and I don't want that I always want to meet at like such a high level and I take inspiration from music like love Make the Stallion love Cardi B love their music videos love what they're giving us love the looks mm. the, the dancing style I just love all of that stuff so much um Lil Nas X's like whole album thing is just so outrageous and amazing mm. like obviously taking so much inspiration from him too um people like Lay Kaylee for like 47 like her vibe for her music videos and like the music itself is just like something that really like gets into like almost like it gets into my bloodstream and I'm like yes like this is like filling me up and just like getting me wow. ready yeah music is like for me it's like 90% of the performance like it has to be something that I really like my soul vibes with and that like mm. makes the performance for me can I ask you about the step-by-step process that you were just starting to describe with putting together a performance where does it start does it start with the look does it start with the music what are the stages of putting a routine together for a show so I will listen to a song and be like yes I need to do a performance of this and um so when I've got the music the music is for me always first because the music dictates how I will move and what I will wear so like there's certain songs I'm thinking like oh black or red or like pink so it's like I'll listen to the song and be like no I need to wear this color specifically I wear black a lot because I just love black I think it's so good (laughs) and I love a Swarovski rhinestone I've got like a like a non-hot fix and I love to rhinestone my outfits and like tweak them and stuff and I make them look quite nice and I've got a lot of friends that make outfits so I'm quite well connected there so I can hit them with an idea and be like Mm. okay this is the kind of thing that I'm looking for um and this is the kind of thing I wanted to go with so yeah it will start with the music but like yes pumps like love this and I'll create like a very very short sequence and that that will be like it will set pace or set the pace for the whole performance I'm like this now is like a snippet of what the style will be like when I grow it and then I'm like yes and I'm thinking this is the outfit I need to wear because this song is making me feel like dark and mysterious or it's making me feel like I want to wear pink um so then I'll like think of the color I'm like yes great and I'll start looking for a little bit like that I can like my first like bit of costume and I like to wear things with very fine straps like you won't really see me in a thick strap unless it's like very very intentional or unless it's like starred by someone else or something like that but like I love a thin strap so if I'm thinking pink I'll be like hey what shade of pink baby pink I need a thin strap thong for a baby pink look and then I'm gonna need to get a top so I'm gonna holler at this person that might make a top I'm gonna get some pink shoes and then yeah that's how that goes and I'm like hair and makeup and then I start like 
planning those things after I've got the outfit and I'm like, okay, I want to wear this kind of lips lipstick and I'm going to go with like pink or I'm going to do like a big look. Like there was this thing that I did and it was in red, I think. And I did like a red, like essentially like a red mask that was cat eye. Wow. Yeah, it was really good. And I was wearing like a red outfit and it was like shiny and it had like garters and it also had elements of black in it. And I, wear a, I wore a red scrunchie and then glittery red shoes. Like, yeah, stuff like that. And that the song just felt very like, sexy but quite slow and it just felt like it called to me that I needed to wear red for it so yeah that's just how it comes together for me it also is together but I feel like the music is what inspires the movement the most um there are some people whose sequences I like and I'm like oh maybe I'll try something similar to that like I really like like what Janie Janova does like I think that just like her liquid motion stuff is really good um mm. so yeah I'll be like okay like what kind of vibe am I feeling like want to learn a little bit of a sequence or like I want to choreograph a little bit of a sequence yeah or sometimes it's stuff that you learn in class as well like I remember Kalechi teaching us like this specific like move I don't even know how to describe it right now like crossing your legs like you're holding on just like it's an armpit grip but it's very high up the pole um and I was just like yeah this needs to go in a routine like this is like where it starts like this has to be like a finishing move or I have to like you know, when you get into a move and you're like, yeah, this would look really good just being held for like three rotations on spinny, but not too fast and not too slow. And like, yeah, mm. sometimes things like that are in my head. I'm like, yeah, that's my little bit that I need to get, which means I need to find a way to get up there. And how am I going to get up there? Am I going to invert? Am I going to climb? Like what kind of climb? Yeah. So <laughs> mm. It's amazing how much happens in your planning before you even get anywhere near dancing yeah. of that whole thing of connecting to the music and that suggesting colors and a look and stuff. It sounds really similar to how a drag artist might put a show together as much as a dancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that you say that actually, because someone that did design one of my most recent outfits, Baby is actually a drag artist who makes their own outfits as well. So I'm just like, oh, see nice. what all kind of connects in. They made a red outfit yeah. and a gray outfit for me and they were both like, pvc transparent or like plastic transparent yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I love that and also it has said so much to the audience before the routine even begins yeah right <laughs> this is this exactly yeah <laughs> personally what's been the most positive change that's come from pole um I think just like confidence in myself like I'm essentially like a freelancer now and it's just like obviously I do work in the restaurant as well but like my main jobs are freelance and surrounding pole um and I think like yeah pole has just like really given me the confidence to like understand my own value because there's something that I do that is very niche like pole is still very niche even though it's becoming more popular it's still something that's very niche there's something that I can do that not a lot of the population can do um and that makes me feel like amazing because like when you can do when you have a skill that is unique there's something really amazing about that like anyone can like most people can like I'm trying to think of something of you you know how like a lot of people can drive but there's some people that can't drive. But when if you're, a dr you're someone, me. Yeah, if you're someone that drives or like I don't know cycles or something, and you're in a room with people that don't cycle, then you feel like oh, there's this niche thing that I can do that not a lot of people can do. That it makes you feel quite like 
I've got a skill here that's like quite rare um mm. and that's how I feel most of the time about poll because like a lot of the people I work with outside of poll don't poll like I would say zero percent of them poll so it's just like makes me feel like oh I've got this extra like skill that has given me access to a whole nother world that a lot of these people have no idea about which means I have a whole repertoire of knowledge that so many people actually don't know about but it's actually very important and actually very beneficial to me to like my health my body and to a lot of people's health bodies mental health like all of these things and I'm like that makes me feel amazing but not only that but I also do it professionally so I teach it and I also like get hired to do that thing too and that makes me feel amazing because it's just like I'm like actually very skilled in a rare area I'm like very like desired like commodity right now or something like I'm just like yeah it makes me feel quite sick like yeah I just feel very confident and um very impressed and I feel like I am an impressive person for being a pole dancer and I feel like us as pole dancers all of us whether you're beginner level or whether you're advanced level professional doesn't matter like you are an impressive person because you can do this thing that is niche and not a lot of people can do and not a lot of people have the actual courage to actually go from standing to actually going around this pole like it's an extremely impressive thing so walking through the world knowing that I have this impressive quality about myself and that not only can I do it but I'm actually good at it and people pay me to do it makes me feel like 110% amazing like I have such a confidence in my life that I never would have had without pole or didn't have to the same extent when I danced and it wasn't on pole um yeah so Paul has changed my life in that way it's given me so much confidence but so many different layers to that confidence so many different levels to that confidence and confidence in so many different areas like I'm confident in my body because I know it can actually like move itself around a static object or a spinning object um yeah and so like I know that it's got the capacity to do that but it's also like I know that I can commit to something like that and I know that I can like Mm -hmm do my makeup and get dressed and like plan a performance and like choreograph a routine and all of these things like that gives me so many different layers to confidence and I feel like it would take a lot to like knock me down a peg at this point because I'm just like so self-assured I, I almost kind of want to leave it there because like <laughs> what I know to end on how and why did you found Blackstage UK so I founded Blackstage because um I noticed that often when like I'm moving through the world of pulp often what comes up is like basically loads and loads of thin white women and that is never going to be me and I know that there are people like me that do exist that do do pole and want to see what they can achieve and like want to see people like them given their flowers and appreciated as the way they should be because there are thin white pole dancers doing the same thing that a lot of black pole dancers that aren't thin or like aren't able-bodied and stuff like that can actually do too so it's just not fair that we exist in a society that always favors whiteness and thinness over people that are non-white so black people people of color non-binary people trans people like people who aren't thin like it's just like there's so many people out there that are doing so much and deserve to be seen too and it's just not fair that we aren't seen so I created Black Sage Pole UK because Previously, like when I perform, obviously, like I'm part of the QTB POC scene in London. So I'm constantly around QTB POC. I'm constantly around black people and people of color. And I'm rarely like in predominantly white spaces. Like even with my restaurant job, I work in a restaurant that is like not predominantly like a white space either. So it just feels very alien to me to like have to try and enter this industry as like a black woman when it's just so dominated by white people which doesn't feel like it's a place for me so um previously like black girls poll would have um 
showcases here every year and I'd be invited and I'd be like yes everything love performing here and then they would go away and then they would come back for a, like the next year and it's just like feels so sad to just like kind of wait for like something like that to come to you when we should have access to spaces like that all the time just like I have access to like QTV pox spaces all the time like why do I have to like um not have access to that really um here only like small quantities so I was like we need to create like a space where we can actually be seen and where there can be a place that we can have access to like paid opportunities because we're not really like getting that at the moment so I founded Black Sage for those reasons and obviously there's a lot of discrimination and people do not feel comfortable often in predominantly white pole spaces because they're not being treated the same they're going to competitions they're not getting access to the same things like photographers aren't considering the fact that people are black when they're doing the lighting and things like that and like what's that going to look like against our skin these are things that should always be considered because we are always in existence like black people and people of color are the global majority so it doesn't really make sense to have like so many events just catered for thin white women it doesn't make any sense so Black Sage is a place where I'm hoping to give people who are non-white the opportunities that they haven't been afforded in this country thus far in poll. You've touched on it in the reasons for founding Black Stage UK, but I want to ask it outright as well. What are changes that you want to see in the poll industry and do you think that these are happening? I would like to see um, more accessible competitions for one because obviously like when you think about the structure of competitions I was talking to my therapist she's also a business advisor like she's all it's amazing um I was talking to her about this before and I was like yeah you know competitions like poll competitions you have to like pay to audition and then you have to like pay to travel there and you have to like pay to actually like rehearse like if you aren't like an instructor or something you have to pay for that time to actually rehearse pay for your costume and then when you go you don't even get a cash prize she was like what she's a she's from Atlanta so she's like what <laughs> she was like horrified she's like what do you mean then it didn't there's no cash prize like they don't reimburse your travel I was like no like it's, it's very yeah it's harsh out there like competitions like you're just like investing a lot of money you don't get much in return and also like if you're like often like a sex worker it's like very hard to enter those spaces because they are very elitist and also if you're poor if you're on low income like it's very hard to enter those spaces because there's so many things you need or will be made to feel like you need that you may not be able to have access to if you're on low income and she was just like yeah this is terrible and I was like yeah it's really bad so I just feel like poll competition should be more accessible like I know it's hard because obviously you have to like they have to have funding in the first place to actually like make the competition and pay the staff that are running it and like pay for all the things. But also like we end up, the poll industry just ends up like paying a lot of money for things that I feel like other industries aren't paying for because we don't get invested into as much. So I feel like we, it is changing in the sense that like I've been helping out on UK PPC as a consultant. So we've made the competition more accessible and a safer space for non-white people and people who are non-binary, trans, people who have who are who are neurodivergent, people who have other disabilities that are physical as well. So making a space more accessible like that has actually not ever been done before to my knowledge in this country because when I've looked at all the competitions I could potentially enter I'm always seeing just like loads of white people in the adverts a panel of all white judges like nothing about queerness like it just doesn't seem like a safe space and also people are often like people who are trans and people of color and black are always like complaining about 
the experiences they've had at these competitions and I'm like this is terrible I don't want to go to any of these competitions so being able to actually be one of the consultants and being like we need to take this out this needs to be restructured this isn't like accessible we should do this we should do this and like have all of those things taken on board to actually create a safer more accessible environment for people to actually compete in has been amazing and that is a change and I think that is like a step in the right direction and I hope that inspires other competitions to do the same thing so that's something that has changed I've noticed that a lot of people have rebranded to include a lot of black people and people of color but I only wonder like whether it's what it's like within those organizations because it's one thing to like make it look like there's black people and people of color involved but how are they being treated like what are the policies like um those things are very important to me so and what it's looking like is that there's been a wave of change since the resurgence of black lives matter people are trying to look more diverse but i'm not sure how much they are actually doing the work to diversify their thinking and to change their thinking and to think actually maybe we need to take a step down and actually get consultants in or restructure our management team so it's not just all white people because there's been a lot of incidents of racism and anti-blackness within the pole industry and especially at like some of the major competitions in the UK have had like a common denominator where it's been like anti-black racism and it's been like very very prevalent which is why I stay away from these things but um even these things are having a rebrand but it's just I only wonder how genuine that is so yeah my my answer to that question is that it's looking like there's changes, but because I'm not actually there to see it and judge for myself, apart from UKPBC, I'm not sure how genuine these changes are. But from the organisations I have worked with, like UKPBC and like Paul Junkie, for example, like things are looking good there. So that makes me feel very good about those things so far. Quick fire question number one. Favorite trick or move on the pole? Oh, my favorite trick or move on the pole. Oh, I'm loving like um one of those like hangback things at the moment, you know, whether they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love those. Um just I love a back arch, love that, love a Janeiro, Ooh. love a spatchcock, even though I haven't done a spatchcock in a bit, but yeah, Janeiro, hang back, love those. Beautiful. Favorite song, artist, or music to dance to? Ooh, favorite song. I'm I love. Lady Donnelly, love her music. Um, artist, ah, so hard. Song at the moment, I feel like I should get out my phone. What's on the top? I'll tell you what's on the top of my Spotify like, <laughs> right now. I'm loving, actually, right now, I do my warm up every day to Hot Hot by Brie, One, Brie Runway. Cool. That was the most like honest answer of like, I'll just literally show you what's Yeah, literally, literally, I open Spotify <laughs> and it's playing right now as in like it's paused. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I listen to you and I listen to it every day <laughs> <laughs> weirdest poll experience in your career so far um probably that this time I queefed when someone was spotting me in their <laughs> face so, sorry Luke <laughs> uh, yeah he was I think he was spotting me in like a spatchcock or something and it was like egg went in and air came out I was like so sorry um that wasn't the hole that you thought it might be um, <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better <laughs> amazing um thank you so so much for coming on the show where can people find you online come to take a class with you or come see you in a show so um online you can find me at cutie whippingham which is c-u-t-i-e-w-h-i-p-p-i-n-g-h-a-m so that's my main instagram i also run black stage at 
B-L-X-C-K-S-T-A-G-E. And we will be holding a showcase on the 29th of January, 2022. But yeah, you can find me there. Um, in between that, I'll be teaching at Kolechnikov Studio, um, which is, what's the Insta handle? It's Kolechnikov, K-E-L-E-C-H-N-E-K-O-F-F underscore studio, S-T-U-I. S-T-U-D-I-O, sorry, um, which is where I currently, I manage the studio, co-manage it with my lovely co-manager, Denise. Um, and also I teach there. I teach pole flow, beginners pole, sexy pole beginners and sexy pole intermediates. And yeah, I think that's all of the things I can like really fit into that bit because I, I could go on, but we don't have another hour. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Amazing. You heard her, follow her on Instagram and go take a class. Leila, it's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you. Paul the Other One was produced and hosted by me, Shandoxy, with original music by Amelia Baylor. You can support the podcast on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Shandoxy. You can buy the pot a coffee or give us a shout out on social media. Thank you. That is mega appreciated. Also, if any of these conversations inspire you to take a pole class or to get on stage, please tag us in your videos using the handle at PollTheOtherOne, plus whichever guest it was who got you on the hot rod. That would make our lives. Thanks for listening. Have fun on all your sexy stick adventures and see you later. Pull, pull, pull the other one.